Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, and today we're going to talk about the five-step framework that you can use to figure out what the heck you should do with your life if you have absolutely no idea. So of all the job seekers that I talk to, one of the most common things that they are frustrated with is just simply not knowing where to go next. You know, we have this great system, teach you how to get in the door without applying online, all this stuff. And that's awesome if you know where you want to go. But it doesn't really help you if you're not sure what path is right for you. And there's so many reasons why this might be the case, right? You may be wondering, you know, what job titles match up with your specific skill set. Or maybe you just have a bunch of different things that you're interested in and you don't know what path to go down. You don't want to make a mistake. You don't want to choose the wrong path, but you're not sure where to go next. And that's holding you back, right? There are so many reasons why we may be unsure of the future here. So I want to give you a bit of a framework that you can use to figure out where to go next. But before I do that, I just want to talk about why it's so important to invest this time up front. See, the truth is, when you don't know where you want to go and you still start acting on your job search, it gets really, really hard to see results. And the problem is because you're trying to be everything to everyone. You're trying to be a jack of all trades, and that leaves you being a master of none. So the problem is you show up and you apply to all these different roles or you start connecting with all these different people in different industries, in different job titles. And the truth is, one industry is hard enough to master on its own. One job title is hard enough to master on its own. When you're trying to go deep enough to win a job in multiple areas, you're naturally just gonna be spread too thin, right? We only have 100% of our energy, 100% of our bandwidth. There's no way that we can give an adequate amount of time to each specific area that we're going after if we have multiple areas. But when you get crystal clear, that's where the magic starts to happen. Because first, it's a lot easier to go much, much, much deeper in one specific area, right? But then two, everything that we do compounds on itself. So every conversation you have, every course that you take, every skill that you learn, every action that brings you a step forward in your job search is bringing you closer to this goal within this more narrow scope. So you are going to compound all of that knowledge. You're going to compound all these strategies. You're going to compound all of this expertise in one area. And that's going to make it so much easier to stand out from the crowd. That's going to make it so much easier to be effective. And you're not going to have any doubts about this being the right path for you, which is a huge weight lifted in and of itself. So yes, it may feel like you're delaying, you know, the time of getting into the job search and getting that next job. But I promise you, if you don't invest the time in getting clear upfront, what's going to end up happening is you're likely going to end up just jumping into a job that you hope is the right one. And hope is not a strategy. So when you figure out that that job is not right for you, you have to go back to the drawing board again, in which case you'll have wasted far, far, far more time than if you had just invested in getting that clarity upfront. So that's the first thing that I want to mention. And that's why it's so important to go through this framework before you dive headfirst into the job search if you're not sure what's next. So how do we figure out what we want to do? Well, a lot of people will tell you to follow your passion, right? But passion is a highly misunderstood concept. 
a lot of people think that it's just like a lightning bolt that hits you in the middle of the night where you suddenly jolt awake knowing that you are meant to create amazing user experiences. And that's totally wrong, right? There's no way that you would know that you were meant to create amazing user experiences if you've never created a user experience in the first place. So that's the problem with this whole follow your passion mindset. Instead, what you need to do is you need to take action because that's truly where passion stems from. Passion isn't something that we're innately born with. Passion isn't something that, you know, has been sitting inside of us waiting to be unleashed. Passion stems from action. So the best example of this is me, right? If you had talked to me seven years ago, I would have never, ever, ever told you that I was passionate about helping people find jobs. In fact, that wouldn't have even been on my radar. It would have been so far off my radar, it wouldn't have even been an option. But the reason this passion came about is because I dipped my toe in the water. I took action. I put out a blog post based on my job search journey, and I got really positive feedback, which encouraged me to create more content, which got more positive feedback. And that loop eventually developed into a passion. So that's how passion is created. It stems from the combination of taking action and then being praised for or getting rewarded for the actions that you took, and then you rinse and repeat, right? So the key here is taking action. That is the biggest step in the process. So how do we go about doing this? Well, first and foremost, what you should do before you do anything else is create a baseline that you can use to judge opportunities against. So I love taking some of these personality assessments. I'm not a big fan of over-indexing on these. I really think the only one that you really need to focus on is either StrengthsFinder or the High Five test. StrengthsFinder is paid, High Five is free. They basically do the same thing, but what they'll do is they'll show you your five largest strengths and that way, when you go talk to somebody or when you see a job opening or when you're thinking about a new venture, you at least compare it, can compare it to this baseline of strengths to say, hey, does this line up with my strengths or does it not? Because at the end of the day, we're going to accelerate so much faster if we're doing things that play to our strengths, if we're doing things that play to what we're excited about versus trying to do something that we're not as good at and trying to shore up that weakness. We're just naturally going to be beat out by people who are strong in that area, right? So we want to play to our strengths and that is the easiest way to get a baseline. The next thing you can do in terms of quizzes or tests is check out, I believe it's the Sokanu Career Explorer. And essentially that test asks you a whole bunch of questions and it spits out some job titles and industries that it think might be aligned with your working style, your personality, and the things that you're interested in. So I definitely check those two things out as a very, very baseline introduction to where you want to go next. Then what I want you to do is start brainstorming some of these job titles in some of these fields that you might be interested in. So maybe you got it from that career explorer exercise, or maybe you just have this idea that, again, user experiences might be interesting to you or graphic design might be interesting to you. Think about stuff that just sounds cool, that seems cool, that seems interesting to you right now. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go reach out to people who are working in that field with the sole goal of just understanding more about what they do. So we're not necessarily looking for a referral. We're not trying to get a job. Instead, we're just trying to learn more about what's exciting in, about this space and what's not so exciting about this space, because it's equally as important to learn about the bad parts of a space as it is to know about the good parts of a space, because no job, no role, nothing is going to come without, you know, some cons or some things that uh, aren't the most fun to do. But again, that's just part of the process for basically anything that you want to get into. 
So what I love doing is reaching out to these people and just saying, hey, you know, I was looking for people who are doing awesome things in the blank space in the user experience design space. I came across your profile, it really stood out to me for X, Y, and Z reasons. I'd love to learn a little bit more about what it's like to work in this field because I'm thinking about making a transition. You can even preface by saying, you know, I'm not looking for a referral. I'm not looking for you to pass my resume along. I just want to learn a little bit more about what it's like to be a user experience designer. So if you have a couple minutes for a phone call, uh, I'd really appreciate it. Or if email is easier for you, here are a couple of questions I have. And the questions you can ask are, you know, what's your favorite part about working in this field? Two, what's something that you wish other people knew about this field? Three, what's the biggest thing that you think could be improved about this field? And what are the aspects of this job? What are the areas of this job that aren't so sexy? You know, kind of the busy work of of this field. And what that's going to do is give you a full sense of what this person is excited about, what they love about the field, what other people may not tell you about the field, right? And then also pulling back the curtain on the things that aren't so cool about this field that they wish they could improve. And that should give you a pretty full scope of what's happening here. And then at the end of each of these conversations, you can do one of two things. So first, if you really think that this field is right for you, you can ask the person, you know, hey, I really enjoyed our conversation. I'm really, really interested in what I've heard. I'd love to learn a little bit more. Is there anybody else in this space that you think might be worth talking to? And if so, would you be up to make an introduction? And what that does is it creates a flywheel effect where they introduce you to somebody new. And then every time you talk to somebody, you make that ask and you hopefully get a new introduction. And now all of a sudden you're not doing that cold emailing anymore, right? On the flip side, if what you hear isn't quite aligned with what you're looking for, one, you can just thank the person for their time. But two, if there is something you're interested in, you might ask them, you might say, you know, thanks so much for sharing this with me based on what I know about myself and how I work best. This one specific area of the job really resonates with me, but these other areas don't as much. Is there a job title? Is there an area? Is there a field that really focuses in on the thing that aligns with the way I like to work? Uh, and then you can listen to this person and see what they have to say. And what you'll find is this person may be able to steer you in the right direction. And then you can go find people in this new area, knowing already that it aligns with where you want to go. So this is such a great way for you to get that inside information up front, but also start building some of these relationships because you can always follow up with these people as you start to invest more in this field. And it'll also give you a little bit of an introduction into cold emailing and cold messaging. And then the next thing that you're going to do is actually pilot these fields. So what I'd encourage you to do is set a realistic goal for 30 days, but but make the goal a little bit of a stretch. So again, if you want to get into user experience design, let's make a goal to audit two target companies and come up with three ways they can improve their user experience. Or if you want to, let's say, jump into graphic design, maybe make yourself or give yourself a challenge to create five designs by the end of 30 days. Or let's say you want to jump into software engineering. Well, maybe you you make uh, a goal for yourself to create an app that does something useful for you by the end of 30 days. And if you can be more specific about something useful for you, even better. But essentially what we're doing here is we're creating a 30-day goal that's going to push us to go out there and actually get this knowledge and implement it. So we have some sort of actionable result at the end of this. And so what I do, I call these 30-day mini pilots. And the reason that we do this is because 30 days is enough time for you to really invest in a field. You know, some people take one course, read one book, and then they're not really sure what to do when they stop. And you really need to go deeper than that if you're going to understand whether or not a field's for you. But at the same time, you don't want to feel like 
you have to invest months and months and months in this new space before you know if it's for you. I think you'll have a pretty good idea if you really give it your all for 30 days. So at the end of 30 days, if you don't like this field, you can give yourself permission to quit and move on to the next field or the next area. And then when you cycle through this, that's going to give you a real sense of what it's like to work in this space of what it's like to actually do these projects without actually having to take a job in that space up front. But then also it's giving you the flexibility to try a bunch of different things because with a monthly setup, with a 30-day setup, you can try, you know, six things in six months or 12 things in a year, right? So you can work through these different fields in a shorter period of time than if you jumped into a full-time job in this space, you might feel pressured to stay in that role for a full year or two years before you make a move. And if that role is not for you, that's a really, really long time. And that's not fair to yourself, right? So that's what I would encourage you to do here. In summary, what I want is for you to go out there and understand your baseline. Take some of these assessments, understand where your strengths are at, use that as a starting point. Next, I want you to go out and I want you to find people who are working in these fields that align with your baseline or just sound really cool and interesting to you. And I want you to talk to them. And after talking to each of them, I want you to either ask for an introduction to somebody else in their space or ask them if they can help you better define the job that you're looking for based on the things that sounded interesting to you and the things that didn't. And I want you to rinse and repeat and talk to as many people as you can. And then third, once you've settled on a field that you think might be worth investing in, I want you to jump into a 30-day mini pilot. And I want you to give yourself a realistic goal, but a goal that stretches you for 30 days, that really forces you to go in. And then at the end of 30 days, you can reassess and you can decide, do I want to go deeper for another 30 days? Do I want to set another goal? Or do I want to just drop this and move on to the next thing? If you follow that framework, I promise you, you are going to get much, much more clear on where you want to go next. You're actually going to be able to test these fields out without taking a full-time job. And that is going to make it so much easier for you to be not just effective in your job search, but to be effective and be able to accelerate your trajectory throughout the rest of your career. So that's it for today, but I know we shared a lot of information on this episode. There's also some more nuances to these strategies. So if you want more details, I actually have a super comprehensive guide on this framework. I'm linking it below in the show notes. You can check that out. You can read everything. You can have it in front of you. You can bookmark it so you can go back and reference it. Uh, But I did want to give you that opportunity to read a little bit more about what we're talking about here because there's only so much we can share in a 15-minute podcast episode. But outside of that, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. 